0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Thoughts with Dan, where I talk about things that annoy me. Let's get started. What's up, everybody, and let's jump right into episode two of some solutions to the toxic work culture and work environment. So, the first thing that I want to say before I start is I'm not naive enough to believe that everything that I talk about is the only solutions to improving toxic work culture in America. Obviously, there are more. Obviously, there are smarter people than me that can go into more detailed discussions on how to solve the problem and go to the root of everything. But again, this is Thoughts with Dan. I'm no economist. This is just ramblings in my head on the things that just bother me and things that I thought of to tell people to at least get them to think about it and try to implement it. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is stop thanking your company, stop thanking your bosses for firing you. That doesn't make any sense. Have some human decency, have some self-respect, and don't do that. It doesn't make any sense. You see it on LinkedIn all the time where people say, I learned from my experiences. Thank you for giving me this time to learn and grow. I will miss you all. No. You will not miss them. Their corporation destroyed your livelihood. They took away your way to make money. No, do not thank them. That doesn't make any sense. And why doesn't it make any sense? It's because they lied to you in the first place about being a family by letting you go so quickly when the time gets tough. I'm sure everyone who has ever interview for a job ever and got hired, and went to some sort of orientation all the way down from McDonald's and all the way up to any higher level position, you've heard some spiel that you're a family, we'll get through this together, come to me with your problems, we'll be your shoulder to cry on, so to speak. We've all heard something to that effect. And then when something goes tough or something goes wrong in the company, you're typically the first guy to go. And honestly, that reminds me of a meme that I saw. There was a building manager. There was a marketing manager. There was a logistics manager, right? And there was a few other people, and they were all standing in a semicircle around this ditch. And there was this guy, Dave, that was digging the ditch, right, with a shovel actually doing the work and doing the labor. And the meme, it said all those managers were saying, times are getting tough. It looks like we should fire Dave, you know? And that's kind of what this reminds me of when your company says, that we're one big happy family, and you're important and you mean the world to them, and then something slightly happens, right? Something small goes wrong, you're the first to go. So I just thought of that and I thought it was funny, and I thought I would just share that with you. You know, you don't owe your company anything more than your time. It's very simple with the interview process, it's very simple with orientation, it's very simple with working at a company. They hired you because you have skills that they want, and the company believes that you will be able to make them more money than what they are paying you. It's very simple, and it's very transactional at the end of the day. The relationship with your employer, the relationship with your boss, the relationship with your line supervisor should be purely professional, and it should be purely transactional, and honestly needs to stay that way. I don't know where this fake family mushy-gushy stuff came from. But it's not there, and it's just a tactic, in my opinion, just to keep you as a sheep. And realize that, no, we're not a family. You probably hate half your coworkers anyway. You're probably competing with them for a 50 cent raise that comes to the supervisor with more work and more demeaningness. Like, no, you're not a family. You're actively trying to screw each other to better yourselves in the rat race. You know, So stop thanking your employers for ruining your livelihood. Stop thanking your employers on LinkedIn for destroying the only way of making money. Stop thanking your companies for creating temporary stress in your life on how to find a new job, and if you'll have enough money to pay bills, and how to support your family. Stop thanking your bosses for that stress. Just stop it. And hopefully when people start doing that, and they stop thanking their bosses, then your you know the higher ups shall hopefully get this message that it's not okay to see your workers as disposable, and it's not okay to lie to your face and feed you all this garbage of being a family when times get tough that you're disposable and that you're just a number on a spreadsheet so once we see some self-worth in ourselves, maybe we can start changing some culture at companies. On the micro level. Another thing that I thought was pretty important is to stand up for yourself. You know, capitalism has a really good way of just demeaning you and just trying to make you feel that you're just a cog in a machine and you're just in a rat race. You know, stand up for yourself. Stop competing in these dumb contests of who stayed away from their family the longest over the weekend or who worked the most days during the holiday season. Like, stop doing that. It's absurd, it's honestly crazy and it's dehumanizing, and it wants you to have a self worth based on how much hours you give to a company who gives you nothing in return. That's weird your self worth shouldn't be on that. you know at my old job, you know, I was very rarely paid overtime, if ever, if I honestly can recall, so after working a few times of working over forty hours because of scheduling issues, and realized my check stayed the same, yet I had more headache and more stress and more time away from my family, I decided to be smart and proactive, be radical, I know, set up my schedule, so I only worked 40 hours a week. and Then I went home. So typically at the end of the week, typically a Friday or a Saturday, when I realized my hours I clocked in, by about 1 to 2 o'clock was going to be 40, I called it quits because... In my view, any time that you work over 40 hours when your company says they're not going to give you overtime, in my eyes, that's theft. And I refuse to enrich a company with my time when they don't see me valuable enough to pay me for my time to help them. And honestly, these companies like to have it only to suit them. They like to have it both ways. You know, they want to stress the work. They want to stress, you know, meet in the bottom line, but once you're done, they still have this expectation for you to continue to work for free, even though it's not five. So honestly, we got to break that nine to five mindset and break that nine to five culture. Know your value, know your worth. And if your supervisor wants to give you grief over it, then that's the point where you might want to look in the mirror and say, I deserve better than this, and I'm not going to work for a company that demeans me. I'm not going to work for a company that thinks it's okay to steal from me, to extract the most labor out of me without paying that's wrong and that's theft and we need to stop thinking that that's okay another important aspect that i was thinking of too when i was thinking of this episode is stop fighting amongst yourselves and realize that you're both getting screwed your labor is both being exploited you're both being used and abused by your companies stop fighting with with each other because it further divides you Stop fighting with each other over a crappy supervisor position that maybe is going to give you a 50 cent raise. That's not going to have any cost of living increases and you're going to have more stress and you're going to have more headache and you're going to have more responsibilities without any of the perks. Stop sacrificing your fellow man on a pyre for this crappy promotion. It's really not even a blessing in disguise. It's honestly, the better analogy is a wolf in sheep's clothing. It looks attractive at a distance, and once you're in too deep, you're never getting out, and you're going to hate your life. Instead, what you should be doing is realizing that this is garbage, and you need to work together to unionize, and actually research it. See what your state says you can do. See if you can do it on your breaks. Know what your protections are from wanting to think about it. And after you've done your research and you're tired of being used, abused, and screwed, then you should actually make an attempt to unionize. The reason you're being screwed in pay, the reason you're being screwed in your benefits, is because you have no leverage. So stop fighting with each other for trivial raises, because they only hurt you. Because it's not going to cost, uh, you know, you anything extra. You know, it's not going to cover your cost of living. And you got to stop fighting with each other, because it just shows your greedy bosses that you'll gladly take their subhuman wages. Because if you're all willing to fight for a nickel. And you know be cut third over a nickel why would your boss give you a dollar it doesn't make any sense he's not incentivized to give you a better wage if you're willing to take a nickel which I honestly think is important that once you unionize and once you want to fight for your unionization actually take your time take your labor take your value seriously as a person then that's when you go to step five when you realize your potential you know As a worker, you need to realize that you have the bargaining power. Realize that you, as the worker, has the most power in the company. I've been seeing memes on social media all the time of... Little individual drive through restaurants being brought to their knees because the workers got fed up with the living conditions. They got fed up with the working conditions, so they all just walked out. And guess what? Business suffered. Business ground to a halt. They had to make signs saying, sorry, we're closed because we don't have any employees today. Or sorry, your service is going to be slow because we don't have any employees today. At the end of the day, the owner doesn't like that because now the screws are being tightened on him because he's not making profit, so he can't meet his obligations to his corporate overlords. And that's just one example of showing that people actually do have bargaining power. They're just too afraid because they don't have self worth, or they believe the lies that if they do this, that they'll somehow be affected and impacted for the rest of their lives, or whatever lies that you know society tells them, whatever lies that capitalists tell them, whatever lies that they've heard on TV or through talk shows or whatever. They keep themselves down. You know, you create the value. You are the reason CEOs and executives and shareholders get fat raises. You are the reason why they get new yachts every year. You are the reason why they get to go on expensive vacations. You are the reason why they get to have hefty speaking fees and go on talk shows and put all the blessings of capitalism off a your back. Realize that you are the reason that these companies are on the stock exchange for the first place, making a profit. And realize you're the reason. You create the value, you make the product, you show up to work every day, and make the company stand business in the first place. Realize that it starts with you, and once you realize your self-worth, once you realize the tricks and lies that companies like to use so that they can use you and abuse you and exploit you and extract your value, that is when you'll start to realize it's all BS. And share this with other people so that they realize that it's BS, and other people get together and realize that it's BS. And they can rally together to do a walkout. They can rally together to do a strike. And if there's something that you want and there's some injustice that you see, fight for it. Fight for change. Sitting back. Being old and grouchy and hating your life and hating yourself is not going to solve the problem. You realizing you're being screwed in the first place and then actually doing something is how you change. I'm tired of people being screwed over. I'm tired of people wasting their potential. I'm tired of people being taken advantage of by the capitalist system. The capitalist system doesn't favor you. Despite what Democrats may say, despite what Republicans may say, despite what Political parties and people and left, right, conservative, leftist, libertarian, whatever label you put on yourself. The system that's in place in America does not favor you and it actively works against you. I'm sure you can see that with the minimum wage. I'm sure you can see that with inflation rising faster than your paycheck. I'm sure people are, and you are starting to see that and notice that. Tired of people being taken advantage of by the capitalist system. If people get the message and realize that this isn't normal, this isn't the way that things have to be, that the world honestly doesn't run this way, do your research, look in Europe, look in Asia, look at other countries, look how governments put laws in place to better help the citizens, look how other workers are treated in different countries around the world, do your research. Don't just stay in this American capitalist bubble. Then only then can you make change happen. Again, we can't win if the guy who makes $20 an hour is fighting with the guy who wants to make $15 an hour. That's wrong, and that's exactly what companies want. They want you fighting with each other instead of looking at them and asking, what do they bring to the table? What value are they bringing to deserve the hefty sums that they get paid? Thanks for listening to this episode, and I'll catch you in the next one.